take a short break. We know the uh, Gemara says that the first Beis Amikdosh was destroyed, and the reason we know the Averis that they did, Gilarai, Shvichas Domim, and Avedizorah, but Nizgala Avoinom is Nizgala Kitzom. So also, we knew how long they were going to be in Golos because that was for 70 years. And then the Beis Amikdosh was built after 70 years of the exile. But the second Beis Amikdosh, Lenizgala Avoinom, is Lenizgala Kitzom. Since their sin has not been revealed exactly, but the Kates has also not, uh, not been determined, not been revealed. Now we know the Gemara does also bring down that the Beis Amikdosh, second Beis Amikdosh was destroyed because of Sinas Chinam. That means uh, just hatred for no reason. And that actually could encompass all kinds of hatred because even as we learn in the Maimer and Echotzu, even if people give, uh, try to rationalize why they hate, it's not really the right reason. The reason is because there's something, uh, a klippa, a midyan in themselves, which causes them to uh, be uh, hateful. But uh, uh, they use the rationalization just as an excuse. But we know that the Derech Chabad has always been specifically to reach out and have Avas Yisrael, and that is what our Rebbe's have taught us, and that's the Rebbe's uh, principle of all inyon and motivations is to uh, fight against this Sinas Chinam, Davke to have Avas Chinam. I got a call today from a person that I don't, um, don't talk often to, he says, Rabbi, he says, you think it's such a big deal what you did that you got me to put on talis and tefillin now that I became observant in that fight? You think that's a big deal? I'll tell you what is a big deal. So he says his wife had a cousin who, um, who was into drugs and other things, and he was actually in jail, and he was on a very uh, low level. I guess he lived in Connecticut, and he's just gotten out of jail and his phone call, he got the free phone call, he's calling on the phone, he's calling his suppliers of drugs, the one who supplied him the drugs. That was his first call that made once he's got a prison. And uh, he says, just happens that a Chabad rabbi walks by, he tells him, and, uh, and he sort of convinced him and Today, that fellow, he says, is, became a religious person, you know, so he's telling me, what you did is nothing, he said. <laughs> I said, I'm very happy to take credit for that. <laughs> but he says, look what this other rabbi in Connecticut, you know, he pushed it saved, this kid was in jail for drugs and everything else, and now he's, uh, he's a from Yid. And this is the level of Avas Yisrael, you know, the level to combat, you know, Sinus Chinam, you know, unfortunately you see if you read some of the news about what's going on in Eretz Yisrael, that somebody dressed with uh, army clothes is being attacked by other from Yidden, and it's like such a uh, opposite, such a, you know, diametrically opposed to what the nine days and the Avas Chinom, what we're supposed to practice in these days, Davke, to reach out to everybody. And I find it very interesting, and I'm wondering how some of these people who have other ideas, how would they explain Allah and Shulchan Aruch? So, you know, we learned Allah and Shulchan Aruch, but the truth of the matter is, when you learn Allah and Shulchan Aruch, you can always take out very, very important principles uh, 
in one service to Hashem, and also how a person is supposed to treat another person. Very, very profound and very, very powerful messages. And, you know, I learn in the morning with sometimes with some people who are, you know, not into all the details of the halachas that much. They're just beginning. And sometimes I wonder, why am I studying, you know, intricate laws of tzitzes and so. But then you take a look at the message just from the plain halacha. This is not chassidus. This is not musar. This is just halacha. And so we're learning halachas and you can see how... Uh, important, you know, it is to treat people uh, with covered with their acherits. So the halacha over there is talking about what happens if you have tzitzes that are possible uh, and uh, not going into now the whole details, but the Rebbe basically says where it's possible mid only. So then the chachamim were very careful not to embarrass the person. And they allowed for him to wear, continue wearing the tzitzis. If it's possible, in Atari is one thing, but if it's possible, the Rabbanon, the Chachamim did not put their words in a place where the covet of the person is, 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 is affected. So as not to make sure, not to offend or not to cause embarrassment to a person, uh, the Chachamim moved their halacha away and they said that, you know what? Uh, let him wear uh, a talus cotton, which is possible with Rabbanon, and not to be embarrassed. And they extended it into all cases. That's not enough. Then there's another halacha. There's another halacha which talks about a very interesting halacha. What happens, there's a certain situation where it's an issue from the Torah, you have to take off the garment if you find out. What happens if another person sees that the other guy has posle tzitzis. So, that if he would tell him that he has posle tzitzis, the other person would be required to take off his talus cotton, or talus cotton, whatever talus he's wearing. So, the halacha is, you're not supposed to tell him that he's wearing posle tzitzis, since he's b'shoigig now, he doesn't know that he's wearing posle tzitzis. You cannot make him aware that he's wearing puzzle at tzitzis, which would cause him embarrassment, because then, if he found out, he'd have to take off his tzitzis. That would be an embarrassing situation for him. You should rather let him violate a prohibition, which is, in this case, from the Torah, accidentally, rather than notifying him, so that he knows that he's doing an avera and then be embarrassed and be degraded. So you can see how much the covered, how much the honor of another person that the Torah cares about, how much the Torah doesn't want you to uh, embarrass. The Torah is sensitive to the other one's feelings. Can you imagine? We're letting him violate the Torah. How many times in shul, you know, you come, even the way you tell somebody in shul, not to tell them in a way which they would be embarrassed. Because if they are embarrassed, you're supposed to let them wear a talus, not to embarrass them. Because if they're going to be embarrassed, then don't tell them. You're not supposed to tell them. That's the How much more so can we learn from this to say things that are hurtful, say things that are embarrassing, or say things that offend the other person? 
you can see how much one must distance himself. But so especially, I don't sound like a, a, a drasha, a musa drasha over here, but in the time of uh, the nine days and when we're supposed to strengthen our Abbas Yisrael, our reach out, and like I told the story beginning, is to reach out to others and try to bring them with love, with care, with affection, with nice words, with words of encouragement, with words of, uh, that bring people close. And as Alter Rebbe writes in the Tanya, maybe with all the reaching out that we do, we'll be able to turn people around and they will be able to become close to Hashem, which is ultimately the greatest nachas to bring a child back to their parents, bring him back to the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu.